copyright strike to me. <laughs> hey there, hi there, ho there. You know what we're doing today. We're like a week late. But it's fine. Yeah. Um, Stranger Things season three, it's back. Is it better than ever? Mm, question mark. There's a question mark to all of these comments. If you haven't already listened to our trailer reaction slash prediction episode, now's the time. I should have listened to it to see if any of ours were right, because I don't remember, and I didn't keep the notes. I thought about listening to it on the way here, but I didn't. Wow. But we're we're expert podcasters. I think I do still have the notes on that. I know. I think we disagreed on something, so I don't remember what I said or um, whatever. But I do have a lot of notes for season three. And I guess we're just going to we're going to do like a quick summary because the plot for this, it's not that complicated. You can get through it less than eight episodes. Mm-hmm. So basic summary. Let's do this. So all the gangs back together. They're older now. They're kissing. They're loving. Whatever. Um, you know, the Demogorgon's back. It's taking over Billy's body. He's like, whoop. It's taking over my body. It's actually the Mind Flayer. The Mind Flayer. I am so sorry. Forgive me. Although there are Demogorgons back, I Demogorgons. guess. And there's a whole army. They're trying to build. Rats are exploding everywhere. It's summertime, 4th of July. There's a crooked mayor and then by the end they all get back together there's russians involved too i don't know what happens to them and they defeat it billy dies hopper supposedly dies question mark i don't think he's dead Mm, we don't really i don't think anybody really does and uh will and his family and 11 move away which we did get that correct Uh, i think you did though 11 was gonna go with them but I think you got that part, and I was and I was kind of on the uh, I don't know, but you were right about that. So that's basically Stranger Things season three. Mm-hmm. Don't need to get a Netflix subscription if that's the only thing you watch. The only um, thing was, that was kind of I guess like what's going on was the whole Russian subplot and Joyce and her freaking magnets. I was like, what is the point? Uh, uh, when it comes to the Russians, I didn't really know what was going on. I was like, okay. I think the next season is going to be some type of, like, origin season. Like, where did the skate come from? Oh, so, like, I never – I mentioned I was going to say my theory about Hopper and what was going to happen and who the true villain was in season four. Mm-hmm. So, I guess it's a better time than ever. I think Dr. Brenner is going to return because he never died. He just di- kind of disappeared in season one. He was the guy that was like, he was Papa. Big Papa, Papa boy. Big Papa. So I think he's coming back. You know how they kept saying the American? What mm-hmm. if that's Dr. Brenner? And I believe that's either Dr. Brenner or, and I think Hopper's still alive. Come on. But I think he's stuck in the upside down somehow. Maybe. I assumed the American was Hopper, but I don't know. He could be Hopper, but I I do want to believe that Brenner comes back because I, I kind of want a closing on that. And like you said, that would be a good um, origin to the gate. Like, where did all of this come from? I have no idea. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. So basically, this week's episode, we are doing a high five and a low five. And we're going to do, you know, 
one other fun thing, probably going to be the quiz if we're being honest, because, you know, 5 plus 5 plus 1 is 11, and we all know who the main star is. 11. No, it's Millie Bobby Brown this season. It's not MBB. MBB. MB squared. MBB. MBB. So we're going to actually start with the low five because Taylor hasn't written out her high fives. I just, you know, I almost didn't even wake up in time to leave my house for this podcast. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Yeah. Um, who wants to start with their low fives? You can start. So my first low five is the horrible and all over the place references to the 80s. This is set in 1985. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to start out by saying there are good references for instance, they kind of did their, they really did incorporate this really well. So, you know how in the movie theater they're showing Back to the Future and it's full house. You know, everybody's going to see it. And I saw on Twitter, like, why is there a full house for Back to the Future on 4th of July? Well, it turns out Back to the Future was opening July 3rd, 1985. Accuracy. So, there's a good accuracy. Um, one that I found very off and it kind of annoyed me a little so um an easily forgettable scene but there's a scene between hopper and a russian the terminator guy he looks kind of arnold schwarzenegger yeah he looks like the terminator which that was a whole bad reference or the cowboy guy from um spongebob (laughs) cowboys you know what i'm talking about so the terminator guy and hopper having like a little standoff thing in like a basement of somebody's house and when Hopper puts his gun up to him, the Terminator guy says, um, you're a policeman. Policemen have rules. That's a reference to Die Hard, which came out in 1989, I think. No, at 1988. So why they put in a Die Hard reference when it hadn't even come out yet, I'm not really sure. I know they didn't reference the movie Die Hard directly, but that's still three years ahead of its time. Ooh, I didn't know that. I don't know. That kind of annoyed me. I was like, um, I hide. Let me pull out my nerd glasses. Incorrect. Uh, yeah, that was incorrect. Um, also, why have a whole sequence to New Coke? Had nothing to do with the plot. You know, Lucas is drinking that New Coke, and they're like, how do you like New Coke? Hello, product placement. Yeah, and it's true. In 1985, New Coke was released, but... It had nothing to do with the plot. I have a fascination of product placement. Like, it okay. is, I, everything I watch, I look for product placement because I just think it's interesting. I mean, you can tell, like, in Spider-Man Far From Home, Audi was the, far, was the product placement. Well, like, I was watching, re-watching Gilmore Girls the other day, mm-hmm. and they're, I don't remember what episode it is, one of them in season three. And it's the end of the episode, and they're doing, like, that classic pan out from the window, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. Like, their backs are to the window, and yeah. it's like, yeah, let's watch a movie, ah. In the background, there are two Amazon boxes. Oh. And it's just, like, the little arrow mm-hmm. thing, and I was like, I never noticed that before. Mm-hmm. And I've probably rewatched this, like, four times. That's interesting. What a time to be alive. And then, I just said that the Terminator guy being... That um, the villain was just pathetic and not, it wasn't original. I know they were trying to be funny, like, oh, the, the villain actually looks like Terminator guy, came out in 1980s, blah, blah, blah. Why can't you come up with somebody who looked more original? Because all we're going to think about is that's the Terminator guy. I don't even know what that guy is actually called. He's just Terminator guy to me. I didn't know he had another name. I don't know if he does. So 
it was just a knockoff. And then I think when it comes to references, that's all I have. But there's so many. There were way too many songs. I remember in season one, there were probably a couple songs. I was like, oh, that was a nice touch. But then season three, that's all it is. The biggest song from season one was um, The Clash, like that. Mm-hmm. Should I stay or should, should I, I go stay now? or should I go? Which was iconic because that's what mm-hmm. like you associate with that season. Mm-hmm. And it's used in the plot. The song is a part of the plot. Mm-hmm. But like this was just like... A musical, basically. Yeah. I mean, I would say that once the one song that stands out this season is that song that Susie and Dustin. Never-ending story. Mm-hmm. It felt never-ending. We we had, a, we'll get to that part eventually, what um, we think about that scene. With your gripe on the intense 80s, I actually had a note on that as well. Okay. Um, I... I guess Mandy just decided to stick around for this episode because I gave these like little whatever you want to call them titles, like Mm -hmm. almost like episode titles, if you will. Mm -hmm. So this one, Hey Mama, Welcome to the 80s. Did you get that hairspray reference? So I feel like this season they really diminished any of the authentic nostalgia that they had in Mm -hmm. the previous seasons. Because I think the writers and the production designers and, like, all of that, they were so focused on give the people what they want. 80s, 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 80s. Because this whole series is what sparked off this 80s craze in everything else. Like, when this came – and it happens, like, with everything. Like, there's one movie or show or whatever that kind of launches a trend. It's kind of like when Twilight was popping, the Vampire Diaries came Mm -hmm. around. And, like, true blood – yeah, and it's like we were, we said earlier, you guys weren't here yet, sorry. But American Horror Story, 1984. Wonder Woman, 1984. It's, and even just like regular present day movies. Like when we reviewed yeah. Sierra Burgess is a Loser. She had that 80s aesthetic going mm-hmm. on, and obviously she's from the show Hello. Yeah, I mean, 80s, it's a nice aesthetic, but you know, it doesn't have to be in every single movie or no. TV show. I remember seeing The Purge. Um, or The Purge. No. What is that movie called? The Strangers Come at Night. Mm. And they had an 80s thing going on. I was like, why? But I just... Everything was so in your face this season. Like, with the songs. Because it was like, how much 80s can we cram into eight episodes? The clothing was, like, very over the top. I mean, I would say the clothing was very... I liked the clothing. I would say it was way too over the top i don't know because it was fourth of july it's summertime everything's brighter there's fireworks going on so they gotta like they gotta keep that aesthetic going i did not like that aesthetic i it's just oh no and then i think and i know this is probably like accurate to that time but i think it was such a drastic jump from the previous seasons i don't know if it's because everybody's a teenager now like the kids are so they care more about how they dress because if you see in previous seasons we don't get like a lot of like girl clothing i would say it's mostly just like boys just even the boys now they're just kind of still wearing the same thing those high shorts Mm -hmm. that are that's honestly a look yeah the sky is out the thighs are out that's all i'm yeah all we had was um nancy really i think nancy's whole thing was just like it was it was too much for me i'm sorry like the, her hair what is going on with her hair every single season it changes 
I don't all the know. time. She's having an identity crisis because I just I have no idea. And then Mike's mom. Let's take a second for Mike's mom. So the opening sequence, which is in the trailer as well. I mean, at the time in the trailer, I did not know that was Mike's mom. I didn't even realize it until they said it Mrs. was Mrs. Wheeler. I was like, what? <laughs> because first of all, her hair is like 70 shades lighter. Mm-hmm. And the makeup come through Estee Lauder because a queen was caked. Mm-hmm. I had to go back to season one to see what she actually looked like. She looks completely yeah. different. And I hate to say this, but she looks so much older this season because of all the new hair and makeup styles. I'm like, you were looking good. You were looking good. That brunette hair. What happened? They said, hello, foils and bleach. Come through. That California boy came into town. Dang, I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like on the low, like me and Mrs. Wheeler, like... She understood. I understood. That whole plot line was so weird to begin with. She was ready to cheat on her husband. And then it was just dropped. Yeah, she's like, oh, he's holding my baby girl. Let, let's just forget about all that. And then the rest of the season. We only get one other one other scene that kind of shows she's a little annoyed with her husband still. And it's at the top of the Ferris wheel or something. He's feeling mm-hmm. a little queasy. I hate and the word queasy. Queasy. It just makes me feel like queasing art. Like, what? Well, I just think they did. They, I don't know. I think they're really trying to pander to the audience. Like, hi, we know you like the 80s. So here you go. Serving it up on a platter. I'm like, you don't have to. I think honestly, fashion wise, and I know styles are ever changing, blah, blah, blah. The earlier seasons felt more realistic to me because like they still had their 80s touch. Like they still were 80s outfits. They just looked realistic. You could tell it was 80s, but it wasn't like, this is the 80s. Like, this gave me, like, costumey kind of mm-hmm. car. It was so extreme that it was, like, cartoonish. Mm-hmm. My car is making a... Is it- She's breathing heavy. <laughs> it's just overwhelming. I mean, every time my computer fan comes on, she's breathing heavy. Yeah. I mean, I, I do wonder in 30 years' time, maybe, when somebody wants to make a movie about 2019... Let's base this movie twenty in twenty nineteen. This was the era. What like what are we gonna look like to them? I think clothing wise, other than like the insta baddie aesthetic and like the whole I am Gia, like that <laughs> whole vibe. It's gonna be kind of a combination of everything previously because I think now we're so nineties, eighties, seventies is a thing. Early two thousand. I mean, I will admit, I have a little seventies in my wardrobe. I think I'm a little ugly 90s early 2000s i did buy some flare jeans that i would not have worn a few years ago but they're like they're they're red they're red let's not they're not blue jeans let's not get a different look Mm -hmm. i'm not mad be bold Mm -hmm. i even have pink pants on i mean good lord (laughs) i'm even wearing a shirt over my overalls because laundry who knows her um okay my next are you done with your low five? Mm-hmm. So my next low five is Jonathan being a useless character. And he has been since season one. What is this character even doing anymore? She's calling out Charlie Heaton and taking his job. I, I like Charlie Heat. I think he's a fine actor. But what is he even doing anymore in these seasons? Season one, he had a purpose. He was Will's older brother. He was the outcast. 
he wanted to find Will. He had his ways. He and Nancy, they had a, they were trying to develop something. Season two, I don't even remember him and Nancy's plotline. I know they went to that detective guy. Anything with the detective guy, I'm sorry, I do not care about. I just don't care about any of those storylines. This season, all he does is yell at Nancy for opening the door. And that's about it. I mean, he tags along. I think Nancy has more of a storyline, and, and Jonathan's kind of just the tag-along this season. So, I mean, they have to keep him around, but I really don't care for his character anymore. I think a lot of the characters this season acted out of character. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know if it was, like, the I, I, I blame the writing. I'll, I'll try to just, like, keep it to the it's writing. It's not the cast. It's, it's definitely the writing. Because they can only do so much with what they're given. But, like, the biggest people that I thought were just kind of like, whoa, what happened to you, mm-hmm. were Eleven, Mike, Will, Hopper, and Nancy and Jonathan. I would say mine were definitely L, Mike, and Hopper. Like, just to stick with Nancy and Jonathan for a minute. Okay. So, they're still, you know, lovers. And Charlie and Natalia Dyer. Charlie Heaton, Natalia Dyer. Whatever. You know, who cares? Natty Ice Official on Instagram. She and him, they're together in real life. Mm-hmm. So, you would think, oh, chemistry. No, not at all. There's no chemistry. There's nothing happening. Especially this season. So, they are, they have a summer job at the paper, which we got right. Um between their junior and senior year. And they're working together. Jonathan's getting respected because he's a male TM. And Nancy is being treated like trash because she's a woman. And it's the 80s. Yeah. We love workplace inequality. But I will say, though, that w- I hated that blonde guy. Oh, my God. So much. I hated him. Every time they called her Nancy Drew... I wanted to jump through the screen. Oh, it was so annoying. And you couldn't help but feel bad for Nancy because even when she was pitching her idea, like it's, it's in the, it's a classic movie TV trope. You know, all the guys or all the professionals are talking about what to do. And the little intern, the new guy, the new girl, she shows up and she says, what about this? And then, you know, as soon as she's going to say that they're going to laugh in her face, it's just going to happen. But there's this scene between Nancy and Jonathan where they're in the car and they're fighting because Nancy keeps getting Jonathan in trouble because she's really trying to hunt down this story that they rejected because she has it in her head that, hey, if I can do this, they'll respect me. No, that's but not she's how an it works. intern. So what I kind of got where she was coming from though. I got it because it was an important story, yeah, obviously, but she also has to remember that nobody else really knows about this this whole side of the upside down and all this stuff. So of course you're not, they're not going to believe her. I think in the beginning though, she didn't know that it was Mm. upside down, but they're fighting and Jonathan out of nowhere starts commenting on like Nancy's family and like income and stuff. And I'm like, where is this coming from? I mean, you can kind of see that his house is noticeably smaller than hers she wears nicer clothes than he does he kind of he really did have to work for what he wanted she lived she lived in a two-story house I mean I got that but it just seemed like really out of place because it's not like she was like Jonathan you don't need this job blah 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 I um I just wish 
like Jonathan's character, th- this could have been easily resolved with Jonathan just saying, I'm not going. I don't want to do this with you. He's so passive. Yeah. Like you didn't have to go with her. No. I mean, I will. Yes. Nancy was a little pushy when it came to like, you have to come with me. Please do there this with me. There was a scene when she said, okay, give me the keys. Yeah. Like she was ready to go by herself. Yeah. It's just like, Jonathan, you could have, you wouldn't have gotten fired if and you I'm just, just saying, stay, stay in your little room. If I was working in that kind of workplace, and I know times are different, and that was probably more of the norm, mm-hmm. and I was working with my boo, and they're going to let, he's not going to say anything when these little pieces of trash are talking to me like that, it would have been over. I would have been like, I'm leaving. That's true. And the thing, and you, they also got to think, this is an intern job. Yeah. Don't be so, it's, this isn't your career. It's no. fine. It's it's not the end of the world. And and I didn't even hear that many people in high school having internships. I didn't. That's what made me think they weren't in high school anymore. I thought they had graduated, but then I remembered Steve is a year older. Yeah. And it's a summer job, too. Summer job, two months. Yeah, like, relax, calm down. Yeah. Um, and then for these other irregulars, just quickly. Oh, yeah. Hopper, I felt they made him very just hyperactive like every interaction with him and someone else was always like screaming yelling fighting I didn't like how he was kind of made to the stereotypical dad he has the dad bod now that's me which that's my body type I kind of this is becoming a thing in movies nowadays which I don't really understand I thought people would get kind of offended by this but whatever where like a guy, he's going through some things. He, he either, he's got this daughter that's, got, that's being a teenager, you know, he's kind of stressing out a little bit, or he's going through a really hard time. They did this in Avengers Endgame, which I know you don't know anything about, but for all of you who do know, this is a thing where somebody's going through a hard, hard time, so then they get fat. And everybody's like, what happened to you? Like, you got fat. Like, you're really going through a hard time because you have a dad bod now. It's like, can we stop with this, please? I don't know. I think it's kind of accurate. I mean, it's accurate, but, like, did they, like, ask (laughs) David Harbour to put on some weight? I have no idea. Because I, did you watch the Wired article with Winona Ryder and David Harbour? He even talks about how he has a dad bod in that video, and it's, it's become a thing where he kept talking about himself like really badly and about his weight and stuff and when no writer's like stop it you're beautiful stop it me we all need a winona writer in our me lives in the mirror in the morning you were so pretty yeah <laughs> and I'll, I'll agree he was hyperactive like what happened to the guy that we once knew and loved i just feel like he wasn't down to settle anything it was just like yes let's yell and even um Joyce, like, she had that in her. Like, she would just go on these, like, little snippy rampages to get things done. And I was like, okay, we get it. Do you remember the iconic line from season two? What is going on with my boy? Oh, my God. (laughs) Tell me why the magnets keep falling (laughs) off my refrigerator. Season one, where is my boy? Season two, what is going on with my boy? Season three, why are the magnets falling? (laughs) I don't care about my kid anymore. Irrelevant. And then, okay. Like, Mike... I want to say he acted out of character, but at the same time, like, he didn't. He's always been kind of a brat, but I found it hard to believe the way he talked to 
Hopper. Oh, we all hate that season. Oh that my episode God. one scene when the, they're whispering to each other and he's like, did you name her name? The disrespect. I would have choked him out. Not only is he Eleven's father, but he's a cop. I'm like, so. lock him up. Put him in a cell. Do some scared straight on him. I'm tired of this. Put some pants on that boy. For real. <laughs> too, too much thigh. <laughs> too much thigh. Too much mayonnaise. Gross. <laughs> and then Will... You know, he he's was, going through some things. I'm like, sweetie. <laughs> Everything that was happening to him, I was like, listen, I understand, but you're going to have to calm down because it's just, he went from Will the Wise to Will the Whiny. That's true. Like, I, I feel for him. I'll say my one of my favorite scenes and most realistic scenes in that season was when he goes out to his little fort area. I don't remember what it's called. It was like. Uh, Castle Byers. Castle Byers. And, you know, he's going, he just had a fight with Mike because nobody wants to play D&D with him. Totally relatable. Same. And he runs out and it's in the rain. He looks at a picture of all four of them. Or five. How many are there? 17. (laughs) All of, all of the boys at the science fair. And he starts crying. He's like, stupid. So stupid. I, I was like tearing up. I was like, I've like lived that moment. I'm not even playing. I'm, I have to. I'm like, Wow, like that. I felt that. Where you're sitting, I'm like feeling it now. I am. T- I'm like about to <laughs> tear up. I'm like uh. you're sitting there and like just everything is wrong and you're crying about it, but it's out of your control. So you're like, dude, why are you even crying? This isn't fixing the situation. Yeah, and then he like destroyed the castle, whatever. And I was like, it was very relatable because if you think about it, Will Will's really far behind all of them because Will was. Will disappeared for some time, mm-hmm. and th- in that time, he, they met Eleven. They went on this grand adventure together trying to find Will, and then when Will comes back, he's like, guys, like, are we going to play D&D and stuff? And they're like, oh, we've been past that. We, we have girlfriends now. He thought things were just going to go back to normal, but I, th- that time he spent in the Upside Down, I think that stunted him, mm-hmm. like, in growth, because he just – he wants things to stay the same, and I think – Anyone who's ever been the friend who, like, isn't dating a bunch of people, Mm -hmm. isn't doing this, isn't doing that, can relate to that. Yeah, I mean, during that time, Mike met Elle. They hit it off. And, um, you know, and then the next season, Lucas met Max. And then Dustin kind of had a crush on Max. And now Dustin has Susie. And then, well, Dustin's mostly with Steve, so. And Will, like, I think he had, like, the strongest arc i guess out of everyone Mm -hmm. because even though they i don't think they spent enough time on this part of the plot they they did show that he you know grew through it like Mm -hmm. when he was tearing down that castle fort whatever thing that was his way of coping of being like okay things are not going to be the same Mm -hmm. anymore and we're all getting older and when he gives away his D D game at the end like yeah. oh he gave it to Erica too. Oh my god, like, the worst character to get me started. <sighs> and finally eleven slash Millie Bobby Brown. Who oh, well. I don't think the writers knew what they wanted to do with her character. Uh yeah. They just like I understand she has to assimilate eventually and she's gonna, you know, develop a vocabulary and start acting more normal in quotation marks. But they couldn't figure out a good balance. Like, there were some times where she was, like, speaking, like, monosyllabic. Like, she was using, like, one-word answers. And there were other times where she's 
forming complete sentences. I mean, she's given a, a TED talk, basically. Yeah. And I think the scene that really shows us the most is the mall scene. Mm-hmm. We both talked about this. I find it very odd when, you know, she obviously she's shocked by this whole mall thing. She's never seen a mall before. So that I found very accurate. She's like, I don't know what any of this is. And then when she finds something she likes, you know, I do, I liked how Max was kind of like, this isn't what Hopper wants or Mike wants. This is what you want. Cause she didn't know, like, how do I know what I want? Even though it kind of shows in this entire season, it's like, Oh, I know what I want. Mm-hmm. But then we get to the photo shoot scene and it's like, how does she know how to do all of this? And she's ready to, like, squat on them. She's ready to, like, throw her head over the shoulder. Yeah, it seemed like that was very Millie Bobby Brown yeah. in that sequence. That just did not seem realistic to me. And they just couldn't find, like, a healthy balance between it. Mm-hmm. So one of my low fives is Elle's got to be the hero once again. Always. I, I get it. She's the only one with superhero powers. But in a show where we're getting to season three... And, you know, she's, she saved the whole world twice already. We got to spice things up a little bit. And I'm not saying let's give somebody else some powers, although that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Like somebody maybe will develop like some type of powers. But this time she used the power of words. Because she knows how to speak now. She said, I'm going to come up on this stage and do some slam poetry. She was like, she looks so beautiful, your mother, to Billy. I hated that. And that's how he was like, my mother? My (laughs) mommy? My mommy. Why does the mom always have to be the ride or die in in, in these types of shows? And I also have to say, I hate the way Millie Bobby Brown, like, uses her powers there was one scene where <laughs> yeah, I found it so funny. So Billy's like, they're in the sauna or whatever, and Billy breaks out. And Millie, the way her hands just, like, are being used, it's so aggressive. Oh, my God. It's like this. <laughs> Every time she would hold her hand out and scream, I was like, stop. I hate the way they – season one was good. I like how they did that. She didn't even use her hands all that often. She used her hands when she was really – she really got to use them. And then, like, I know this is a part of it. Like, her nose bleeding. Also, hold on. Wait a minute. Why is every character with powers, they always got to be having their nose bleeding? I guess their brains just can't handle it. I don't care. I'm tired of seeing blood trickle down. It just reminded me of, like, her whole hand motions is like X-Men where, yeah, this is all very stupid. This is all very ridiculous. But trying to make it where it doesn't seem ridiculous, you, it's not fun when you're watching on screen and your characters are doing this the entire time (laughs) (laughs) and like bonnie from the vampire diaries (laughs) when she's always like jeremy i have to go to the other side and he's like bonnie no they make it seem like 11 such having such a hard time with this and i get that she is but like why every single time the scene where she goes into okay, also hold on this is another question what? I have so the scene where she goes into like whatever that like black space is I don't even know what that still is I don't I'm, know what that's called but she's like walking that kind of scared me she's like walking up to um, Billy and I think this is when he has the lifeguard girl I don't remember what her name is mm-hmm. and he turns around and is like, Ugh, and she falls back. 
And her face is like, I hate, I hate that because it's like, <laughs> why in the world? Okay, so the first season, to get into black mind space, she has to go into a sensory deprivation tank. And with just some salt water stuff. Little bit of salt. You can actually do that, like IRL. They have a place in Nashville. Mm. I mean, you can't go to a black space. I mean, if you do, just I, let I mean, us know. I don't know if you can be busting out like that, but I know you can lay in that water. Mm. Apparently, you just float like it because of the salt or whatever. Like you don't have to try to float. Oh your yeah, because like I've watched uh, videos of people doing that, and they come out just like, hi, like, hi there, hello, <laughs> hi. I have been cleansed. My okay, skin. so I do know what that is. Yeah. Why did they have to use the pool in season one? But in the rest of it, she's like, okay, I just need some socks around my eyes. I always assumed it was like she's developing her powers more, like as she grows older. But it could also be they just don't want to do that all over again. Because in season one, that was like such a great moment of everybody coming together. They're like, okay, we don't know how to do this. And then they're like, wait, the middle school has a pool. (gasps) Wait. And they have have salt. Yeah, and they have salt. Like, it was a good, let's solve a problem type of thing, teamwork. It was great. This is why season one was great. And then you get to season three, and it's like, we don't know what to do anymore. It's like, they had their teamwork moment in the grocery store, I feel like, is when. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, as iconic. It wasn't as, like, big money, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Telekinesis. If you can, like, be moving stuff around with your mind. Why are you going to use, and this is not necessary because it's your mind. It is not your extremities. Why would you move your hands, like, in that direction? Exactly. Because that totally gives away what your next move is. I loved it in season one, especially uh, the scene where they were on top of that cliff or whatever. And she's, like, breaking that boy's bones, making him urinate on himself. Making him pee everywhere. Yeah. And she just does it with her mind. She moves her head a little bit, and you hear his bones crack. I love that. She didn't have to use her hands. The only time in season one she used her hands is when she was up against the Demogorgon. And she was kind of, she was really drained out of power. And and I, another moment that I really appreciated with, with no hand movement is when she busted in that store. She said, I'm getting these egos and I'm leaving. And those mm-hmm. sliding doors said, mm-hmm. the only time I remember in this season, she didn't use her hands for her powers was when she was busting that girl's smoothie open <laughs> in, in the mall scene. That's me. Like, why that? When you got to bust that smoothie open? Eleven's just not what she used to be. No. I, I find her kind of pathetic now because it's like, oh, you're really ha- you're really having a hard time, aren't you? I'm like you're you're really going through your dad bod phase, aren't you? <laughs> like, um, dad bod is not just a physical state of mind; it is an emotional state mm-hmm. of mind. And I think Hopper was really feeling it. I mean, I think we're all feeling it. Um. So, what's your other low five? Um. Okay. So, on. Mine, this one's a short one. This one's a quick one. Um, I, I titled this, You Can Say That Again and Again and Again. Uh, this season has so much repetitive dialogue. I'm like, could y'all not think of anything else to say? So you just had to write. Like, I'm sure some of these phrases that were used filled up multiple pages. Susie, do you copy? That was one of them. Oh, my goodness. That was the most annoying thing. I know. I was like, I, and the fact that his friends stayed there, I would have been like, boy, I'm leaving. And he kept saying it. And I was starting to get annoyed. I, I, re- when he kept saying, I'm like, I need to skip over this. Like, oh, she's no. not coming, dude. That, and can we play D&D now? Oh, well. He or just doesn't learn. Griswold family, this is Scoop's troop. Please confirm your safety. 
Griswold family. This is Scoop's troop. Please confirm your safety. Oh my gosh. I, I think like, it's mostly gosh. Dustin. Like, we all love Dustin, but you gotta calm down. If they're not, do you copy? They're not there. They're not there. Or, hey, maybe they're not trying to compromise their location. <sighs> That's all I have on that. I just, ooh, that whole thing irritated me so much. I was like, oh, my God. And then the whole th- okay, this part I kind of get. When they were trying to do that whole Russian, um, they're trying to translate the, the Russian thing. I get that where, when they had to repeat that because they honestly had no idea what they were doing. But why did they figure it out so fast? Yeah, I was going to make that one of my things, like Robin the Wonder Kid, mm-hmm. because it it was just unrealistic. And she knows five languages. They made her good at, like, everything. Yeah, she knows five languages, but she doesn't know Russian. I mean, you might as well have just said, like, I know Russian. Like, at that point, it didn't matter. They figured it out in one episode, and they didn't really show how they figured it out. I was like, how do you? It was just her sitting there and, like, listening and looking up, like, the alphabet and, like, a dictionary and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But here's my thing is because in Russian, they use a different alphabet. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. And also, the way you hear things in a different language and spelling, I don't know how you would look it up because the spelling would be different. Because they kind of touched on that. But then she was like, but it figured out pretty easily. My, like she's like, my ears are magical things. They are. I'm but like, I'm like, you need to see the letter. I, I don't know. A queen was out here. They did. They didn't want to and make that I didn't, hard. I didn't hate Robin. I didn't either. Like I, when we get to the positives, I have like a one of. She's part of one of the positive things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we. Well, okay. My last low five are the antagonists, which are the Russians. Why? I don't. I really don't know what their motive was. Same. I mean, the Russians. I guess we're just supposed to assume they just hate America and they wanted. But like, why with the gate? How did they figure out the gate? I don't know if they were trying to make that topical with like the U.S.'s relationship with Russia now or what. I don't know. I know in season one, I remember there was some talk of like. I can't remember, but I know Dr. Brenner was in communication with the Russians. He was trying to, he was using L to spy on the Russians. I remember that from season one, but they kind of just dropped it. They've dropped a lot of things. And I was kind of fine with that because I was like, okay, we kind of know what he was using her for. And now we're done with that. We're, we're, we're L against Dr. Brenner now. But now we brought in the Russians. Now the Russians are using the gate. They somehow made it into Hopkins. Don't know how. Or Hopkins. I said, I, I know. I, was I like, can find Hopkins. I said, Hopper is that the name of the town? Hopkins. <laughs> I don't know how they built this whole secret lab under the mall. They, I think they tried to touch on that, but I was still confused the by it. The only Russian I did enjoy was Alexi. Yeah. Gone too soon. Yeah. He liked his cherry. All I wanted was a cherry slushy. Cherry slurpy. A cherry big gulp. I... When I was watching that, I was like, what is the difference between an icy and a Slurpee? And my sister said there's no difference. But I've had a Slurpee before, and they are I no Icy's. I think that it's textural. Yeah, because... Icy's are velvet smooth. Icy's are better. I've had one Slurpee my entire life that was in Chicago. I don't know if that's really a Chicago thing, but it was it was like a slushy. I think we should call them Chug-a-Freezes. Like Chug-a-freeze. that Canadian animated show, The Weekenders. Mm. Yeah. All you Southerners out there, you know what an icy is. You know that a Sonic slushy has a little bit of texture to it. Mm-hmm. 
Song slushies aren't bad. They can just be really sweet. I haven't had one in a really, really, really long time. Mm-hmm. You can get them with, like, little nerds in them. Oh, I did that once. That's not my thing. I actually really liked it. I just, it was I think like- I like nerds. But you know what I got at Sonic the other day that I was, like, really impressed with? I got a cherry unsweet tea. It was very good. Good thing I got unsweet because I would have been too sweet. I'm a raspberry unsweet. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe I'll try that next time. Sorry, off topic. I'm, I hope you enjoyed that Sonic review. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's an episode. Let's go to Sonic. <laughs> I go to Sonic. I'm not even kidding. I'm serious. Is um, there even a Sonic down here? I think there's there, one all the way down there. It's, it's like way down. It's like in kind of the iffy. The oogie boogie side yeah. down. So I have two more low fives. One of them is America without Erica, please. Um, oh. I get her, just put her in Ru- in Russia. I hated her character. I didn't mind in the previous seasons when she had these quick little one liners. It was fine. I'm like, oh, she's cute. But I am so tired of seeing the token like sassy little black girl. I was gonna say that. I'm like, why is this in every show? She reminded me of Helen from Drake and Josh, mm. where like young Helen. That is not my job. That's Erica. That is. And I was just, it, I don't know. Like, they made her, like, Wonder Kid as well. She's like, communism. Like, you're 10. How do you know about capitalism and communism? I mean, she knew more than I did at that age. I just thought she was so irritating. So unrealistic. Because when you look at her and Lucas, they're, like, raised by two different families. It's kind of hard to believe that they are even are siblings. I just, I just can't with her. And the actress did a good job because she was supposed to play annoying younger sibling. Yeah, and she was. She did it, but I'm like, I think the decision to make her a part of, like, the main group was the not only, correct. The only reason they made her a part of it is so they can get a little humor in there. And that's all. And that was one of the things I didn't like about season three. I didn't put it in my low fives, but I hated how over comedic they tried to make it. Everything was a one liner. They were trying really hard. Yeah. It didn't come across as like effortless. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my last, this is the biggest grievance I had of this entire season was boy in the beach. Our big baby boy, Billy. That was a lot of bees. Oh, Bill. Big baby boy, Billy. If you, have a name starting with B in Stranger Things, you are most likely going to die. You're dying, sweetie. Um, I just, I hated how they handled his character because he was just introduced in the previous season and we got a little taste of him. Like he's, you know, seen as this like bad boy. Ooh, the girls of the school suck. I just want to go back to Cali. Go, go back, back to Cali. Cali. You're the reason we left Cali. You're the reason I can't go to Venice Beach. And I still don't know why she's the reason, I guess. I know. We'll never know. I I think they tried to explain it this season. They were actually trying to give us an answer, and I was still like, huh? I think it was just because his dad remarried her or married her mom. Mm -hmm. And And I'm like, how is that her fault? Yeah, exactly. You're the reason I can't go get In-N-Out Burger anymore. It's your freaking fault. It's overrated anyways. Just saying. Never had it. Never will. But I just, I don't know. Like, they gave us a little taste of Billy's home life in season two. We kind of understand, like, where he gets this aggression from. And it's from his dad. And, like, even though Billy has acted a fool, an F-O-O-L, like, all of last season, 
they try to make you empathize with him because it's like, oh, he has this horrible abusive father. Like, I could empathize him with that. He still had other issues. Like, he he was he was a tad racist, let's just, be honest. Just a sprinkle. Just the, just the sprinkle. Um, but it was too many sprinkles. Okay. And I saw on Twitter people were like, why are you guys, like, saying Billy's arc wasn't good enough? Like, he was just a racist D-bag. And, like, I agree he was, but if you're going to make him, like, the good guy or the victim, at least do something with him mm-hmm. instead of just – because he was the same exact way he was in the beginning of the season. The end of the season, he had nothing to do. He was just the – like, he was just crying and saying, I didn't mean to. And the way they handled his, like, backstory of, you know, his mom and the way his dad treated him and – like how he developed this toss. To- oh my god, toxic masculinity. <laughs> to- toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is from Yay. his father because he's like, "You ain't gonna go play." And he's like, "Dad, I don't like that game." Um, I would also like to say, I, his mom. I get it. She was going through a rough time being abused by his father. She just left her child in the hands of that man. I don't know. You didn't even pick up your baby boy. She was like, sorry, I'm leaving. I'm like, you're not even going to pick up your child? I know. Because I thought, like, she was dead or something. Yeah. But the way they handled his whole backstory was just lazy writing. Like, they explained all of that in just, like, a few clips of a montage. Mm-hmm. And then Max was suddenly just empathizing with him. And I get that he's being summoned by a demon their relationship patched up really weird she was like your name is billy hargrove you live on blah 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 and then he just bam he just he swooped her (laughs) yoink that was the funniest part because she just went like bow and and then she was like i'm fine i'm good my concussion is fine let's talk about how everybody in this season is just fine Oh, my God. No hospital needed, even though there's one right there. I, this is, like, a big fat pet peeve for me in, like, any television show ever. We talked about this the other day, but it's just every time someone would get slammed and it should have either killed them or brutally injured them, they're fine. John and then, okay. I don't even want to think about it. It's so gross. (laughs) Like, you know when you're at the doctor's office or the hospital and they have the doctor's chair? It's all metal. Mm -hmm. Slammed on his spine multiple times. And he's not paralyzed. I swear, I would have heard a crack. I mean, we all saw Amazing Spider-Man 2. She fell from that clock tower. We heard that crack. That is what Jonathan should have experienced. And Jonathan... Being as petite as he is, his bones would have been sticking through his yeah. skin. And then Mike was thrown across the room multiple times by Billy. Max was thrown across the room, and they're just like, "Hi, I'm fine." And then Elle gets like a mosquito bite, and she's like, "I'm dying. I'm dying. I've lost my powers. My power gone." How did she lose her powers? By the way, when she, I, girl, I don't even know. When she was like that thing out of her leg, I almost vomited. I wonder if she lost it from that. I wonder when the gate closed, that was where her power was. They said bye. Ooh. I don't know. Next week on Mythbusters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry we kind of went off topic on that. But, like, there's just so many things I just didn't understand. Um, also, Dutch angles. I had, to show, I had to show you what Dutch angles were. I hate them so much in movies. The scene where 
Nancy and Jonathan are being fired. They're using Dutch angles. Now, Dutch angles are supposed to be used when they're creating a tense moment in film. I never see it as that. They're always hilarious to me because they're they look so ridiculous. They they look like they're being way too over dramatic. All I'm saying is, if we're not following the rule of thirds, I don't want it. Mm. That's true. Um. Okay, so one thing I kind of just didn't like about this season, they start out with the enemies. They start out showing what they're trying to do. They're trying to open the gate. I hate it when TV shows and movies start out with the villain and showing what they're trying to do. Because what this, this show had a charm. It was in season one, we had no idea what was going on. We had no idea what the gate was. We didn't know what was wrong with Eleven. We didn't know where Bill, where Bill, Bill. <laughs> where, where Will was. And we were on, we, we didn't know anything just like the characters did. And we learned when the characters did. So it was all a mystery to us. This season, they're just like, we're just going to show you everything. And then we're just going to have the characters catch up with you. Spider-Man is really, like, infamous for that. Mm-hmm. Like, starting with, like, the end of me. And we, I'm, every single movie, it's like that. And it just makes it predictable. We know what's going to happen. And that's why I think season one should have been the end of Stranger Things. <laughs> do 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 and I wrote this, like, whole thing. Why Stranger Things should have ended after season one? It was, like, full of mystery and fear. Mystery books usually end on a cliffhanger. Like, like season one, Will was throwing up those slugs. We were all thinking, well, what's wrong with Will? That could have just ended right there. I like that you did my hand motion. Well, what's wrong with Will? <laughs> um, that could have just ended right there, and that would have been perfect. We would have oh, thought about that moment for many years to come. Like, how would have – like, that's the good thing Stranger Things ended off on. Now they just want to, like, wrap up everything. I think the next season – and I don't know if this is confirmed. This is just my prediction. I think the next season has to be the last one. <sighs> yeah. I just – I love Stranger Things when it was just, we didn't know what was going on. Now all the villains are the same. All the Demogorgons are just keep, they keep being either bigger or they're just becoming, they're just multiplying. It's like, it's not scary anymore, no matter how big they get. I think they need to do a time jump whenever they end it. Mm -hmm. Kind of like how it chapter two or whatever. Yeah. Like they need to jump ahead like a while and like let these people actually be like played by adults and I know some people are gonna be like oh my god but like even if they just did it for like the last episode yeah I want to know how they're gonna handle the whole moving away situation if I wonder because like Mike and Elle they're OTP they're supposed to last forever I wonder if they would have done like the adult thing they would have got stayed together because I find it extremely unrealistic if Mike and Elle ever stayed together and married and all that. Mm-mm. It's like if Troy and Gabriella stayed together all that time. Like, it could happen, but it's not gonna... I, mean, I need them to stay together. I mean, I would like them to, but it's kind of unrealistic. You meet people when you grow up. and Do you? Because I'm not. I'm not either, but I never met anybody in high school either. Dang. Maybe I'm just... I need to have my high school musical moment. Yeah, I mean, I have more on 
why Stranger Things should have ended after season one, but it's just a lot. Maybe I'll write a blog post about it. You can check out Katie's blog at realrapsody.wordpress.com. That I haven't updated since this uh, February? I mean, I haven't touched my blog in like I really want to, but I'm kind of lazy. Mood. <laughs> if you ever want to know my thoughts, just break into my house, take my journal, yeah. and publish it like Read It and Weep. So you got another low five? Uh, that's my last low. Ooh, so maybe we should just move on to our high fives. I think I'm going to keep my high fives brief. Okay. Um, do you have yours already? Um, I'm just going to go with what's in the old noggin. Okay, so my high five, which is probably my highest of the five, Hopper's practice speech that he never got to say to Elle. You know, when he said, but please, if you don't mind, for the sake of your poor old dad, keep the door open three inches. I was a-weeping. I was <laughs> crying. I was like, poor Hopper, I know you ain't dead, but it certainly feels like it. It still hit me in my heart. Because, you know, Hopper's, he can't express his feelings very well. He's a hardened cop. He's been through a lot. He lost his biological daughter. His wife divorced him and left him. And he was a pill-popping, booze-drinking old man. What happened to that man? What happened in that blue hair time? I don't know. And now he's got to take care of this other um, girl. You know, he met he met her when she was like twelve years old. So he's only got the hard he's got the really hard parts, mm-hmm. and he's just trying to look out for her. And then we find out he actually did write like a good speech, and that was touching. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, my high is power outage. When they got rid of you, girl L's powers, I said, <laughs> "Thank God, we can't keep relying on the same plot. At least we won't see." these hand motions anymore Uh, at least if you're using your hand motions make it look easy just go like i just want like my hand motions to be the whole world's clean (laughs) i want it to be like sabrina the teenage witch snap point this would have been a good podcast uh for like a video (laughs) you could like see us i wanted it to be like matilda (laughs) Um, when she has like the food swirling around this is so funny but um when they got rid of her powers and they didn't come back immediately and we don't know if they're coming back we don't know why they're gone i mean we can assume the gate she tries to get that teddy bear out of the closet and mike's like don't worry about it i'm lanky and tall i'll get it for you baby girl but (laughs) you want to see these thighs (laughs) you want to see these thighs (laughs) do you want to see my ashen skin Oh, <laughs> but like it was refreshing because it's like they used the crap out of her like the past two seasons, even honestly, see, most of season three. And then when she was like, finally, like my leg, I can't do that anymore. I was kind of like, OK, cool. How did that little monster thing get in her? When I think when that thing like cl- like clamped down on her leg. Now. Oh, you remember. Oh, it was gross. And then she's like, I can do it. <laughs> we got rid of it and i was kind of like cool cool let's focus on somebody else what well, i wouldn't even mind bringing back some other subject because they completely dropped that whole plot line that's horrible episode eight of season two thank god i mean i'm glad they dropped it 
But, but it didn't they, complete the story. Yeah, it was because I thought they were coming back for season three or something. Maybe that's what season four is going to be. All of all of the subjects will come together and defeat the Dr. Brenner. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, but I did like that they defeated the monster with fireworks. I thought that was cool. That was cool. That was different. Even though it was in a mall, and that would have been catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Um, I said the children are still great actors. They really hit a home run with that one. Because it's like Harry Potter. You hire them when they're 10, but you don't know how they're going to be when they're 20. Thank goodness they... They're still good, mm-hmm. even though the writing's a little questionable. The writing them. is the main problem. Yeah, I'm not going to blame Millie Bobby Brown for what she did with Eleven this season. But. And then, what's your other high five? Um, you know, I enjoyed, and I know you said you didn't really enjoy this, but I did. When they reintroduced the investigative journalism mm. whatever it's named murray yeah something like that um and that whole scene with them in the car it's murray alexi hopper and joyce and he's like okay either pull over take those clothes off and get it started or stop see uh, that was a scene that was actually one of the scenes i hated the most because it was just another thing they did in season two it was a repeat but i was kind of like please just end this like either get together or don't yeah, I didn't like the whole, are you going to get together or not? Are you? Are you? Because I never really wanted them to be together. I didn't either. I think it was more of the fans. They said, can we get them together? And then the Duffer Brothers were like, oh, we are going to hint at it, but we are never going to tell you. Um, I liked Steve and Robin's relationship. That was my high five as well. I didn't really like Robin at first. I thought she was, you know, one of those girls, like, we just need her to be super smart. So we know everything. She was one of those, I'm so different kind of girls. So we can solve everything. And, you know, I liked how this season Steve kind of went through saying, like, I need to have a girlfriend to be cool. Um, but then by the end, he learned that he just needed somebody his age that was his friend. Mm-hmm. And he liked Robin because he thought like, he genuinely liked her. And he's like, okay, I need a girlfriend. Robin's the closest nearby and she's really cool. And then she was like, mm, but I don't really um, like your type. I don't really want a slice of Steve. I want to take out box of Tammy. Ooh, Tam Tam. But what confused me about that, like, I really liked that scene between them two and the, the, I hated how I said that. I really liked the scene between them in the bathroom stall where Steve is, like, saying, hey, I'm into this really cool girl. Is she into me? And Robin's like, Steve, No. But it kind of totally contradicted the earlier scene when they were tied up in that office chair by the Russians. And she's like, I was obsessed with you. Because that makes it sound like, ooh, I had a big, fat, dreamy crush on you. And I know it was more like we're trying to put a plot twist in there. But it they could have left that scene out completely and just had the bathroom stall scene. Mm-hmm. Because I think Steve would have been confident enough without knowing that she liked him or not. To say, like, I like you. I also just want to say that the Scoops troop, like, that whole look, Scoops Ahoy, that's going to be a Halloween costume. They already have shirts at Target with like, Scoops Ahoy. Scoops Ahoy? Scoops Ahoy. Scoops Ahoy, yeah, they have shirts and stuff at Target. They were Scoops Ahoy when that was going on. I didn't really like that scene where, I didn't like any of those scenes with the Russians. They were so boring to me. I was like, can we get through this already? Can we just end it all? Yeah. Um, I liked... 
the sets. I mean, they were pretty cool. They were cool. They were cool. This is kind of sad that we can't think of a lot of. I think the reason why we were criticizing it so much is because we did at one point really love this show. Mm -hmm. Season one was a gem. And even in some of the bad things that we were talking about earlier, we hit on some high points. Like, I liked Will's storyline. I just think they could have spent more time on it. Mm -hmm. That was one of my highs. Yeah. Like, that was one of my favorite parts of the season. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really have the gritty horror aspect of seasons one and two. It didn't feel... Season one was actually scary. Like, that first episode freaked me out. I remember um, when season... I remember when season one came out, everybody was talking about this Stranger Things. And I didn't really want to watch it because it seemed boring to me because all I thought it was was just a boy went missing, so now we got to find him. I didn't realize it was this whole supernatural, like, Elle had telekinesis powers. I had no, no idea about any of that. It was so popular, my grandparents were even like, Katie, you have to watch this. So eventually I just watched it, and then I find out about monsters, and there's a girl who can move things with her mind, and I was like, oh, I'm on board with this. I found out about that show through, I think, a Connor Franta video. Mm-hmm. It was like, I really like this show, Stranger Things. And I was like, okay. And then I watched it. And I remember I binged it in a day. And then when season two came out, I woke up in the middle of the night, yeah. watched it in a day. This is the first season that took me more than a day to finish. It took me, I think it was two days, because I started after we uh, after I came home from the Spider-Man movie. So I couldn't actually watch it an entire day. I watched it in two. But I think I could have watched it in a whole day. I just had to keep stopping because I, I wasn't excited. Yeah, I wasn't excited for it. It, I think Stranger Things now has become more of an obligation to me mm-hmm. because it's so popular with everyone. I'm like, well, I've seen the first two seasons. I might as well just see the third one, see how it is. You're committed. And that's how it's going to be with season four. It just is. That's how I feel about 13 Reasons Why. That's how I feel about – I was going to say Grey's Anatomy, but mm, – Not so much anymore. Same thing with Supernatural for a long time. I was like, well, I've already watched seven seasons. That's how I feel Walking Dead. I've seen nine seasons. Of course, I'm going to watch the tenth one. American Horror Story. Same way. It's just more of an obligation. It's like the Shane Dawson series. I'm like, well, I've seen all his series. I might as well watch. Even though those are extremely hard to get through for me. And you can only hope that it gets better. And sometimes it doesn't. But you can look at the bright side of things. Like, the children are still pretty good. Is it time for a boozy I think it is. Coozy boozy. Let's find one. It's quiz time. We are doing quiz. Are you more Scoops Troop, Griswold Family, or Eagle's Nest from Stranger Things 3? We can't all be in the Scoops Troop. This is from... Osifo? 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 I'm not sure. Yeah, thank you. How would your friends describe you? Funny, caring, brave, outgoing, smart, or sweet? So we gotta answer this for each other. Mm -hmm. I think you're funny. Thanks. I feel like Katie would get caring. 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 <laughs> that's, that's a Gemini in me. You think I'm caring. Caring is caring. Where's your go-to spot at the Starcourt Mall? Sam Goody. Hot dog on a stick. Orange Julius. 
Claire's The Gap or Walden Books. So I have a question. Um, I don't know why this came to mind when I was watching Stranger Things. So they mentioned Hot Dog on a Stick where they were showing that. And I was like, I've seen that before. <laughs> so if you watch like the early seasons or something like that of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, they always say, you've never had a hot dog on a stick. And I'm like, what is a hot dog on a is stick? Is it just a corn dog? That's what I thought. And they got a corn dog. I was like, dude, is there different places where they don't call a corn dog a corn dog? I don't know. Like, I thought that was so weird. So is that a thing in California or something? They don't call a corn dog a corn dog? I think they're corn dogs. That's what I they're always... They're breaded in cornbread. I mean, hot dog on a stick just sounds like what it is, a hot dog on a stick. It just sounds like a little... I spit everywhere. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to... S- is the gap just like gap? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what Sam Goody is. We used to have a Sam Goody. Um, I mean, I like Orange Julius, but Walden books. You know, I like books. I would prefer a Barnes & Noble. But, yeah. I'm thinking of, like, me when I was around that age, and I know it would have been Claire's. Oh, Claire's. Claire's was the bomb when I was in middle school. Oh, my God. I got my ears pierced at Claire's. Ah, dang. Pick a bitten. Ages <laughs> track to jam out to. Sweet Dreams by Eurythmics. Sweet Dreams are <laughs> Take on me. By, uh-huh. uh-huh. Don't, Don't stop believing. By Journey. It's the yeah, Eye, Eye of, of the, the Tiger. Tiger by Survivor. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. I actually don't know how that goes. I'm going to be completely honest. Or Just Like Heaven by The Cure. Fun fact, my high school's um, anthem was Don't Stop Believing. Dang. <laughs> um, I'm going to do Sweet Dreams because I love that song. I think mine would probably be Take On Me. Dang. That's a fun I'm not song gonna, to sing. I'm not going to sing anymore. Pick an ice cream flavor. Vanilla. Chocolate. Chocolate? Chocolate. Chocolate? (laughs) Strawberry. Cookie dough. Pistachio. Or caramel slash caramel. Swirl. Cookie dough. I mean, duh. I like cookie dough. Uh, I've only had pistachio ice cream a couple times in my life, so I don't feel like I can commit to it. But I would say... You know, I'm really digging strawberry. Okay. Kevin, it's your favorite. I can see. Obviously. Pick an iconic Stranger Things 3 quote. You can't spell America without Erica. I said three inches. Touch my butt. I don't care. I dump your ass. It's definitely Ah. that one. How many children are you friends with? Or I want you to feel safe. Um, I really like... Touch my butt. I don't care. That was what I was going to say. I love that. That That, was so funny. I thought it was really funny. Pick something important from Stranger Things. Eggos. Bob. R.I.P. R.I.P. Alphabet Wall. Dungeons and Dragons. Steve's Bat. Or Scoops Ahoy. Personally, I really like waffles. So I'm going to go with Eggos. I am going to go with Alphabet Wall because that was iconic mm-hmm. season one. Nothing can beat that, let's be honest. No. Finally, pick a villain to defeat. The Russians. 
hope they're not listening. Tilly, the mind flayer, the upside down. Is, how is the upside down a villain? I don't That's know. a place. It's a villainous place. The Demogorgon. Demogorgon. Or Mayor Larry Klein. I'm going to say Mayor Larry, Larry Klein because that would be pretty easy. <laughs> That's who I was going to pick because I support small businesses. <laughs> Ooh. What'd you get? Eagle's Nest. I got Scoops True. Dang. I don't want to be in that group. <laughs> okay. Mine says you're the brains behind the entire operation. People come to you when the, when the going gets tough because you can solve any sitch. 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 That's what it says. You got Eagle's Nest. You're extremely caring and nurturing. There's nothing you wouldn't do for your loved ones. Let me see the Eagle's Nest. I'm Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, I only remembered Scoop's Troop. I don't really remember the names of the other ones. Eagle's Nest, you copy? Bald Eagle. <laughs> Scoop's Troop, the Bald Eagle. <laughs> do you copy? Well, that was great. That was a great time. That's we fun. ranted. This was probably a really loud podcast compared to our last one we popped off yeah wow my voice so hope you guys enjoy give us a rating give us a review tell us what you like tell us what you like tell us what you don't like also on twitter at cars and doll and our website is so close so close it looks so good yes so far away it looks so good though it, it really does it, it looks does. really pretty mm-hmm. um and Subscribe. Bye. Bye. Touch my butt. I don't care. Do 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 do.